Thank you for listening to another installment of The Frequency, our Delta Green actual play operation. This is a horror show, and its content may contain things that some viewers may find disturbing, including extreme violence and psychological torments. Be sure to have listened to the other parts of this series to make sense of the events within. But please, enjoy, while you're still sane enough to do so. Alright, welcome back to our Delta Green mini-series, currently titled The Frequency. That is liable to change because I can never decide on titles, but we'll see. Well, how Uh, frequent is it? C. (laughs) Very. Wow. (laughs) All right. To start us off today, I think I have a pretty good question that uh, Ayla came up with, actually. But what is your favorite paranormal or supernatural concept? Um, I guess I'll start then. Um. I mean, I love anything supernatural, paranormal. Like, I like mysteries and everything like that. But so there's a bunch of them. But um, one I that I really like is the I don't know if I'm going to say it right, but the Delatov Pass. Um, it's like a mystery of what happened to some uh, hikers and in the mountains, and they were found with like the tent ripped open from the inside and missing. But some of them, they're all. Not wearing clothing when they were found, even though it was in like extreme weather, cold weather, and then also there's like missing like what is what some person is like missing their tongue. It's just like this huge mystery of like what happened, like what happened there, and there's like you know, so it's just like this big mystery no one really knows. So things like that, and that specific one is one that interests me. That's pretty cool. I I remember the story that we listened to. It was some podcast I can't remember, but it's very mm-hmm. creepy. Mm-hmm. All right, I'll give you mine. Um, <laughs> as a complete skeptic, I was sitting in my car on flat ground. Uh, it was in gear and turned off, which for a stick shift is basically park. And my emergency brake was on. And it fucking rolled 10 feet on flat ground. And my buddy was in the car. And he got out and he said that he saw something running away, like, or like crawling away or something. It was the middle of the night. My car had been acting real freaky already. Like the radio was making weird noises and stuff. So when it got dragged, I was like, oh, that's, huh. Okay. You've you've never told me that one. That is very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, Where was was this? Uh, It was out north of Spokane in the country where it was super, super dark. Mm, meth heads. Bigfoot. Oh. <laughs> Could have been meth heads trying to steal my car and scrap it. <laughs> <laughs> and you were Their in power it? Is untold. I was in it. My buddy okay. was in it. Yeah. Yep. So all four tires should have been locked and uh, it just moved. That. <laughs> that's fucking spooky. It's always weird to come across those things where it's just, I cannot explain this. Yeah. Yeah. And especially me as a skeptic, I'm just like, I still don't know how I reconcile that one. Something happened. I just don't know fucking what. Uh, I don't really like read or watch a lot of paranormal things. Um, So I'll I'll talk about uh, when I was doing some research for Shadow, my character for our main podcast. There was this uh, story I read about, like, this mom living with her daughter, and the daughter had this make-believe friend that uh, she would talk about, and and I don't remember all the details really well, but it was actually a really creepy story. Like, at first it was, like, seemed like a friendly, just like a cool make-believe friend thing, but it, it, like, slowly progressed to, like, the child starting to get scared and, like things happening in the room and stuff and um they eventually like moved out of the place and it was just like oh that's really creepy but oh, anyways terrifying and like she found out like way later down the road that the ch- the name that the child was using for this make-believe friend was a guy who had lived there that had had like some uh violent 
thing happen in the past, like way back. Yeah. <laughs> Kids. That's fucked. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Oh, oh God! I that's scary. Kids are yeah. fucking creepy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't have to believe in anything weird to concur with that. Kids are fucking creepy. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, parents. Your kids are creepy too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if there are any kids listening to this podcast, don't all, creepy. turn it off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here. Eighteen plus. Turn it off, you creep. <laughs> uh. Well, I I guess mine would be uh I I like. I like ancient stuff. Mm. Um, when I was going through school, I wanted to do two things. I wanted to be an archaeologist or I wanted to be uh, a musician. And when I was doing a whole bunch of archaeology courses, um, they we well, I did a deep dive for a project into the Ark of the Covenant. It's the Ark that the uh, Hebrews brought down to the Ten Commandments and smashed and put into an Ark. And it was supposedly beholden with such power that armies that marched with it in front of it uh, would lay waste to anything that opposed it. Uh, and now it is lost. Hmm. So it's, I'll, have to, it's, I'll have to rabbit yeah. hole into that. <laughs> you should rabbit hole into that because it's, uh, it's, I mean, it's not like a, a, oh my God, you know, like you guys had some really good, like modern day, like that's some creepy shit, but like going into that rabbit hole mm-hmm. and getting quote unquote people's accounts of what they see this arc do like if it makes you think like either someone was selling some real good shit and some people were seeing <laughs> some stuff mm-hmm. or that's creepy <laughs> uh. how awkward would it be to be the guy who loses the ark of the covenant <laughs> like hey man we're gonna go have this important decisive battle of our future you got the ark right like uh, ooh. Oh. <laughs> I thought I thought you were bringing the ark, like, no. dude. I put that in my other ship. I'm so sorry. Maybe you it was more the... like I'm tired of seeing civilizations wiped out, so I'm gonna purposefully lose this shit. Yeah. Now that sounds like a Delta Green mission in ancient yeah. time. Yeah. Raiders of the Lost Ark, baby. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> that is a Delta Green mission. Yeah. You gotta tell your story sometime, Tanner, of your unexplained phenomena. I'll tell my I'll tell my story sometime soon. Not not yet, but I've got a pretty <laughs> interesting story. Ooh. Um, but I will say one of the I am by no measure a religious person. Um however, one of what? the sort of <laughs> urban myths that and sort of like darker Christianic myths that really, I think it might even be pre-Christian, but it, the, the like demonic entities where like the more you, like if you say their name or you think about them, <laughs> they are drawn to you. Yeah. Um, like the entity Pazuzu that comes up a lot in the horror movies and things like that, where the more you Futurama. say its name, the more you, <laughs> it, does it, is it really in Futurama? Yeah. Professor Farnsworth has a Pazuzu. <laughs> well that's good um, <laughs> but that's always like I was really scared by the exorcism of Emily Rose when I was like 16 that movie um, and there's always this element of like demonic possession that just is like terrifying just losing your like bodily autonomy to this unfathomably powerful god essentially is probably not real but terrifying to think of Yes. Yeah. I mean, I, I, that's terrifying too, but like the Bloody Mary thing always freaked me out. Like when mm-hmm. kids yeah. talk about doing yeah. that, and it's like, what if you actually summon something? <laughs> <laughs> like just it's one of those. <laughs> yeah, just in case you're like, I remember when I used to Bloody Mary in the mirror and stuff with my friends, and I would always be like, they'd be like, the third time I'd be like, like not actually saying anything. <laughs> I'd be like, no, nah, I'm not doing that shit. Like it's kind of like a Ouija board. It's like, it's it's, like I, I'm good. You know? Yeah, it's like it's probably not going to yeah. do something because so many people have done it. But why risk it? <laughs> exactly. That's right. Yeah, it's not. If you're the uh, there's no reward. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's, it's all risk. Only pain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, there's a reward. You get to meet like the most fabled, sought after person in the world. Yeah. Briefly. Yeah, yeah very, very briefly. briefly. <laughs> And horribly, but yeah, <laughs> you need to do it. 
All right. Now now that we're nice and spooked, let's get going. I'm done spooked. Beep, 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 beep. 8 a.m. Oh. The morning after. Agent Oakley, your alarm wakes you up as sunlight begins to slice into the motel room between the, the uh, curtains. Today is the day of your lecture at 5 p.m. at the University of Montana, about 56 minutes away. You have plenty of time to get ready, but you're more or less a creature of routine and habit. What does your morning look like? Um, I mean, being in a different place where I've never been would probably break that routine a bit, um, but some of the same things would stick, like trying to find a source to find coffee, of course, so, and knowing that, and being a creature of habit probably would, I'd probably go try to go back to that diner to have breakfast before I went. Since okay. I know I've been there, so I'd go back. I assume you're dressing for the occasion of giving a lecture. Yeah, a nice pantsuit. I just broke nice my pen. Suit. Oops. Oh. <laughs> Whoops. I got really got excited about the pantsuit. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> you open your door. Close it behind you. And I think from the next room over, Dan... You probably hear this going on. How does the morning in the motel of the Durgans look? Dan's eyes snap awake. He looks around. He says, honey, neighbor just broke her pan. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Uh, yeah, I probably wake up and Pretty immediately call the uh, the auto repair shop. I forget what we called it. Big Jim's, something like that. Something like that. Big Jim's, it is. Ask them how my truck's doing, how it's looking. Call it in the morning. Little Jim here. Hey, little Jim. I uh, I brought in an after hours drop off. I I'm sure you saw it this morning. That's right, we saw it. You uh, you you ready to do some work on her? We're finishing up a uh, project earlier. Big Jim's working on a car right now, and we'll get yours in, and we'll see what we could do. We'll get a, a estimate to you pretty cool, pretty soon. This number at uh, the motel, uh, I think it's the Big Six. I don't really know. I don't ever stay at a motel. I live here. <laughs> this number correct? Five 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 one two three four. Yeah, probably. I don't know the local numbers. I haven't memorized gonna, them all. I'm going to be honest. It sounds fake. <laughs> you know, it kind of does. So, do, so does the name of the hotel, but hey, who am I to Something's judge? Something's fishy in this town. This whole town sounds fake to me. <laughs> we'll give you a call a little later, later Mr. Durgan, and uh, we'll be able to quote you with uh, both uh, time estimate and uh, cost. Well, whatever it is, any parts that need to be ordered, go ahead and order them. I know we're, uh, I know we're out here a little ways. I'll run that by Big Jim. That should be no problem. Thank you, sir. Click. Hangs up. What time do you think Ronnie wakes up in the morning? I think she gets up with the sunrise. Okay. <clears throat> What's your morning ritual look like? Um, I think she takes a moment when the sun's rising to like sit and eat her breakfast and have some coffee, uh, cuddle up next to Butch a little bit. Um, but she was told by the doctor, um, that her buddy Freddy went home not doing well. And so she's a little concerned. So I think that she will, while she's having her breakfast, give her sister a call, do her morning check-in with her, uh, hear about the horses and ranches that she's visiting today. Uh, and then she'll swing by the local bakery, pick up Freddie's favorite pastry and some coffee, and head that way. 
Freddy. How'd you sleep? Didn't. Gonna be completely honest. Uh, Freddy, most likely, would have sat on the end of his bed with the shotgun next to him, just waiting for anything to happen. And it probably got to the point that he would have had the urge to drive down to where this guy said he's from to check it out. Because he is freaked out and he needs some validation that he was hallucinating or something because this is not something he can explain away. That must be very frustrating. Especially since Diego gave you a ride home yesterday and your truck is likely at the hospital. Or Valley. Or not Valley. At Pacific the diner. Medical Center. Mm -hmm. He got a ride to the it's hospital the diner. too. That's right. It is yeah. at the diner. Now let's talk mechanics here, Dr. Greenwood. Hmm. Since you did not sleep, you are essentially exhausted. Sounds makes sense. <laughs> now, so that carries a pretty heavy penalty. Okay. Of minus 20% to all your checks. Oof. But there's a couple things that you can do to help allevi alleviate it. You can chain smoke cigarettes. <laughs> or, and this is something that is a possibility to you with your access to medical grade prescriptions. Uh-huh. You can take drugs. Perhaps... So some sort of Adderall. I'm not sure if Adderall existed in 1999, but some sort of... Uh, so, so, what about coffee? Is that gonna do shit? <laughs> <laughs> I assume we could treat coffee like chain-smoking cigarettes. What if we sort took... Of the same... Yeah, what if we took, instead of the whole negative away, what if coffee just took 10% away? Well, what will happen uh -huh. is coffee or cigarettes these things will patch it for a couple hours but okay. it's going to drain your willpower gotcha well i uh i'm a coffee drinking american so i'm going to be drinking some coffee all day i know it's another long haul uh being in the medical field i've done 24 hours 36 hours without sleeping you know in a war zone type thing and uh, so I've got a big old thermos, you know, the green metallic thermoses. Got one of those oh, yeah. things I just filled with coffee, and I am drinking coffee like a madman, trying to trying to not, essentially not fall asleep. Latara, you got the rule book there. Remind me. 1d6 hours, and you subtract that from willpower as well? Uh, so... The exhaustion in and of itself is 20% to all rolls and 1d6 willpower, but you can offset that, like you are saying, with the stimulant for 1d6 hours. The harder okay. stimulants would do 2d6, and then you start losing willpower on the second dose with the stimulant. Okay, great, but right away, being exhausted, you take a d6? I think that the way I read it was that if you take the stimulants, you don't lose the willpower until the second dose. Okay, great. So roll a d6 for me, and okay. we'll see how many hours uh, coffee can keep you going. I got a six. Six hours. And we're going to probably count that from about five in the morning. Sounds good. Question. Uh, total willpower. Uh, minus eight. Is that a proper ballpark? Seems a little brutal, but accurate. Is it just your power score? Yeah. Okay. It should be nine. Cool. Okay. So, starting off good. <laughs> well, yeah. you got nine if you get down to one or two willpower, willpower uh -huh. you're going to have an emotional breakdown. You know, he's probably already there, so. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that's pretty fair. <laughs> All right, so yeah, I got six hours to play with, so from five, so we got to 11 a.m. Well, I think right about... Or, yeah, 11 Right about 8 a.m., the time Agent Oakley is leaving her motel room, Ronnie comes peeling out in front of your house. You hear a dog barking outside? Mm, I don't <laughs> like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, how does that... This, To be fair, this probably is a familiar 
experience to you, but how... You hear that dog barking and tires screeching and gravel. Mm-hmm. How do you feel? Uh, I'm still sitting at the end of my bed, and I am I am listening intently. Now, it may be a familiar noise, but until I know it's it's Ronnie, I, I'm not taking any chances. Ronnie jumps out of the truck and calls for Butch and says, Hey, Butch, let's go uh, give Freddy some good morning kisses, huh? And then Butch slams the door behind him. Slides in the gravel. Goes up to his door and knocks. I'll, uh, from, from the loft, I'll say, who is it? It's, uh, your good pal, Ronnie. How you doing? Got some, uh, coffee and pastries for you. Hmm. A moment of clarity will, uh, will hit him. And he'll go, Ronnie? Oh, good. You can, uh, you can get me to my, my rig. Thanks for coming by. Uh, and I'll, uh, while I'm saying this, I'll, I'll put the shotgun, like, away. And then I'll, uh, still have, still have the gun, like, my, my pistol is still on me. Because I didn't undress from last night. So I'll, uh, start walking down the, the lofts and, uh, I'll peer out the window before I open the door. See, it's her. And then I will unbolt unchain <laughs> you know like the the insane people like yeah. Unbolt, unchain. yeah you can hear all of those noises yeah <laughs> then i'll open the door uh my presentation is terrible i got <laughs> super dark circles under my eyes y- you know these are the clothes that i was wearing last night there's like soot on the front of my clothing uh almost looking like uh, maybe some broken glass that like falls out from my jacket. It just doesn't look good. <laughs> I think Butch immediately jumps up and starts licking your face. Yeah, I'll hug Butch. That's a normal thing. <laughs> uh, hey man, you're not looking too good. I'm not feeling too good. Uh, how are you? Well, uh, ready to start the day. Yeah. I'll, 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 uh, do you mind giving me a ride back to the diner? I need to get my rig. Yeah, sure thing. Here, drink some coffee. You need it. Oh, he'll, he'll, he'll pull the, the thermos and the cup and he'll say, I'm way ahead of you, but, <laughs> and then he'll look down at yours and he'll Here's go, the pastries to go with it at least. <laughs> well, I'll take the cup from you and I'll say, this looks a lot better. And then I'll take the pastry and I'll say, thanks. Yeah, appreciate it. I'll drink some coffee and... Um, it is your favorite, a maple bar covered in crushed fruit loops with a sprinkle (laughs) of brown sugar on top. Did they make those back then? my (laughs) favorite. They did in Montana. Ah, That's where it originated. (laughs) (laughs) Big timber, baby. Big old timber fruit bar. Uh, (laughs) uh, It contains uh, no actual fruit. It contains no actual fruit. Um, fruit. What happened to your evening when I left? Everything fine yeah mainly just played some taxi brought the out-of-towner to his rig and got it to old jim's okay where's the out-of-towner uh staying uh you know the motel six. Oh, okay same right. as that uh agent that was at the diner yeah what happened at the diner after I left, before you, before you, uh, took off. Uh, the deputy took their statements, and then I headed out with that guy. Okay. Nothing weird happened? No, nothing that you couldn't explain? Hmm. No, uh, the, I think his name was, uh, Danny? Benny? What was that guy's name? Uh, Frank? Did you, did you catch his name? Dan? Dan. Oh. Dan, the, the guy I gave a ride to, seemed a bit mm. spooked uh, mm. by that uh, coyote that looked hit multiple times. 
Oh. No way it was not already crushed when he was there. Well, let's get in your rig and we'll talk on the way, but this is the worst night I've had in Big Stick in a long time. Yeah, the docs said that you weren't doing too good and Diego brought you home. It must have been bad. Yeah. I, you, you know, you'd think I'm crazy if I told you. I would never. Uh, I don't know about it. Come on in, sit a spell. Let's get on down to the diner and uh, get my rig. I'll tell you on the way. Let's get going. Jump in the, the truck. I'll hold the door open for Butch. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll jump in. Um, I would have grabbed my Stetson on the way out. The three of you continue down your gravel driveway back to the main road. You peer back to Agent Oakley. Agent Oakley, you're looking for a cup of coffee? Yes, and I wanted to go back to the diner since I had been there before, and also there's something about the weird coincidence that all makes me almost wish that, like, I could follow up if somehow, but not, maybe not even admitting it to myself that um, that's what I was doing. Because I know I'm trying to stay out of it, but there's definitely part of me that wants to know more. Also, I wanted to see if, um, what was her name? Helen was okay? Helen. And see if maybe she was there. Okay. How are you getting to the diner? It's it's about a mile. You could walk. Um, I had that car that was issued to me. Oh, the, that's right. You do have your sedan. Mm-hmm. My unmarked sedan. Um... Yeah, I'd you probably... open the door. Yeah. You open the door of this relatively new police cruiser. Unmarked, of course, but same make and model. I forget what the make and model of those are. Taurus in the 90s? No, what's the... Uh, Ford uh, Crown Vic. Crown yeah, Vic. Crown Vic. Yeah, Crown Vic. Yeah. That's, that's what it was, yeah. Black Crown Vic. Unmarked. And as you open it, you feel... It's your pager being lit up. Like I said, uh, Maya is kind of is trying to not think about all this stuff, but it was secretly hoping that this that the pager would go off and it would be what that that guy that called himself Randy that obviously wasn't his name. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll check it. You look at the pager. It says, call me, Lewis. Okay. Um, I don't remember who Lewis was, honestly. It's your husband. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was thinking, like, that was when I met here. Who's that? <laughs> what? <laughs> what <the fuck? laughs> okay. Just, Just the person you promise to be in love with. Um, cut that out, cut that out. <laughs> uh-huh. Leave it in. <laughs> oh, man. I should take a look at my character sheet before I start these things and remember who my husband is. Her um, agent <laughs> is just so, like, into her job. I haven't had my coffee yet. When she's working, that's all that she thinks about. I haven't about. had my coffee. How could I possibly remember <laughs> my, my husband? husband's name? <laughs> uh, oh, my God. That's really embarrassing. I'm sweating. Um... <laughs> Um, okay, oh. so um, I'll probably, I mean, since I only have the pager, I'll probably call him when I get to the diner. There's probably a payphone or something. I'll probably order my food and then call him while I'm waiting. Or make that plan. Mr. Durgan, what are the Durgans doing? Where are you going for breakfast? Oh, I think you know where. A random steakhouse. Some random steakhouse where they always have Salisbury steak night. Somehow, every time I drive every through. Night. <laughs> 24 hours. Uh, yeah, honestly, Dan is out hitchhiking. And, like, I imagine some dude in a little, like, single cab F-150 stops for him. And he's like, nah, 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 nah bigger cab. Get on. Get on. Get out of here. <laughs> Just wait, waiting for a van to stop or something. It's funny you should mention that. 
drifting into town. A white Ford van turns its right blinker on. Pulls over to the side. Peering out his head. And this van is rusted. It's in bad shape. It's old. Plates are dirty. But out the driver's side, this homeless looking man that you saw at the diner yesterday pops his head out and says need a ride stranger I do and uh would, would you mind would you mind pulling over here to my motel room <laughs> my wife and kid take forever to get ready you know how it is well, not a problem takes his hand palm open turns the wheel turns in and he says uh, wife and kid gonna be in the back Oh, they'll they'll be wherever they fit. All right. Starts to park it. Opens the door. Says, "Need to clean a few things up in the back first. Uh, go gather your family and uh... yeah, if you're all more comfortable back there, that's fine. I can fit at least two of you up front. I recommend the kid doesn't stay in the back. I just have some sensitive equipment, some power tools and stuff. I get it." And again, this man is dressed in sort of an old, ratted military jacket, maybe from the Vietnam era. He smells of body odors. Poor hygiene. His hair is ruffled and messed up. And when he pulls in, you hear like, poo, like a loud backfire from the van. He goes around the back and opens up the double doors and climbs inside. Doors open. What do you do? Going to get your family? Yeah, first I'm gonna so thank you, stranger. Uh, I'd like to slip you a ten if I if I find an ATM at any point today and I will just tell you this right now. You need a shower, bud. You should uh you should come back this evening. You can you can use our shower. He gives you a plastic smile, kind of, and says I appreciate that, stranger. Maybe. Yeah, I will go inside and get my family. All right. Who are still doing their fucking hair. <laughs> I told Why you, woman. Why are you curling the boys' hair? <laughs> you look great. That dress makes you look skinny. <laughs> Wearing a dress to 9 a.m. dinner at a diner in Big Timber. <laughs> She's an old-fashioned wife. She wears a dress everywhere. <laughs> Dr. Greenwood. Ronnie. You pull in again to the big gravel parking lot, maybe next to a semi-truck. The diner this time of day is not nearly as busy as it was last night. Wow, uh, Freddy, that's uh, quite the story. Uh, uh, I gotta tell you, Ronnie, I'm, I'm feeling a bit cattywampus today, but I, I tell you, it's... It's as plain as my eyes have seen it. I, I don't sure? know how to explain it. I mean, it sounds like maybe he just knocked you out. And when he came to, he was gone. But the, but that's what I that's what I thought. But the sheriff didn't see him. Uh, the, uh, unless the sheriff's blind. He is getting pretty old. Am I going insane, Ronnie? Nah. You just had a hard night. Ugh, God, don't I know it. Thanks for getting me here. Want to go inside? Maybe we get a bite to eat. I'll buy. And then, uh, I need to go and put my mind at ease, and I need to see where this gentleman was saying he lives. And see that it's a dilapidated, old, destroyed piece of property, and I can put this to bed. Well, I'm more than willing to go along with you. Appreciate that. Let's go. Especially uh, if you're buying. <laughs> hey, there you go. <laughs> don't, don't deny free food. Let's get on in here, and let's, uh... Let's sit for a spell. Ding, ding. The door opens as you enter back into the Hungry Coyote Diner. Almost silent compared to the ruckus last night, both before and after the incident. Helen Dorsey is indeed back for the morning shift at the diner. Baggy-eyed, but smiles at you anyway and says... Good to see you both back. 
grab a booth or what? Let me let me clean booth three. I know it's your favorite. She goes over. Thanks, Helen. Sits down with a pot of coffee. Takes some plates, takes them to the back, wipes it down with a towel. Says, it's all set for you, honeys. Thanks, Helen. Thanks, Helen. Don't work yourself too hard. I think I'll be all right. Thank you. Last night was interesting, but we get a lot of interesting folks out here. That's it. But uh, I'm glad to see that you're back up and walking around. Didn't let this thing take you out. <laughs> Honey, I could use the money. If I let any naked man take me out, I'd never <laughs> work another day in my life. <laughs> she winks at you. Says, do you need menus or you want to go with the usual? Usual. Yeah, I'll go with the Make it two. All right. usual. Ronnie, for you, the Belgian waffles, side of bacon. Uh, Dr. Greenwood, for you, the crushed up Fruit Loops uh, sprinkled over <laughs> a buttermilk <laughs> flapjack with extra syrup and a, a donut on the side. You know, I already had that this morning. Why don't you get me Eggs Benedict? <laughs> Feeling brave, are we? Do you want me to add some Fruit Loops? <laughs> no, you can hold them. side of us. <laughs> <laughs> she'll bring you a cup anyway she's like no you won't <laughs> ding ding Agent Oakley you return to the hungry coyote looking around the only familiar faces you see from last night are indeed the finely dressed cowboy who looks a bit disheveled you're analytical. You've got a really good human ints. Mm -hmm. Yesterday, this stranger looked professional and very neatly kept together. Today, his shirt is partially untucked from his pants. His hat lays a jar on the head, and you notice he's drinking a absorbent amount of coffee. And across from him looks like a concerned friend. Perhaps it's related. Perhaps it isn't. Helen walks up to you and he says, Good to see you again, honey. Uh, would you like another seat at the booth? Yes, that'd be great. Thank you. I'll kind of turn and just nod at uh, her as she walks in. Maya will wave. Friendly. I'll cheers my coffee cup and behind the coffee cup I'll, I'll tell Ronnie, I'll say, That's that FBI agent, isn't it? As I take a drink. Yeah, it seemed uh, friendly enough. Gave her uh, my number. Hmm. Helen says to you, Agent Oakley. Look, I wanna, I wanna thank you again for last night. I know, I know this isn't your town and this isn't your business. And I know Sheriff gave you a bit of a hard time, but I just want to let you know I appreciate you. I appreciate you and your nice words to me, and and I appreciate you caring. All right. I do care, and I know that I'm going to get hell for, you know, stepping in where I'm not wanted, but if I can make any difference to, to even one person like you, I'm willing to do it, and I'm just glad you're okay. How are you feeling? I'm feeling all right. A little tired, but all right. Just another day at the diner. Can I try to, like, roll human to see if she's just trying to cover, or if she's, like... Steve, I don't know. What's your humans? It is... It's 70. Yeah, uh, you don't have to roll for this. You can tell she's tired. She's a little exhausted, and... She was shaken up last night, but she seems to have sort of taken it on the chin. It's... She's not hiding any overtly... Overwhelming emotions or anything. Okay. I'll and leave she her says, be then. And she says, yeah, I know Dick can be quite hard on, on people, and, but the one thing I know about our sheriff here is if there's one thing he most hates more than the federal government stepping on his toes, it's filing paperwork. So quite frankly, I think you'll be all right. She gives you a wink and motions to you to a booth for you, or a seat for you at the bar. She says, I'll bring you out some coffee. I'll take your order in just a second. No problem. I'll be here when you're ready. Dan Durgan. Yes, sir. What's the seating arrangement in this van? 
I like to Got think that I'm riding on top. Up front? <laughs> I can't recommend that. <laughs> no, two I'll probably spaces, have a, yeah, sorry, Up go. to two spaces up front with uh, this gentleman who introduces himself as Randy, by the way. He's like, I'm Randy. Nice to meet you. Uh, what was your name again? Uh, Dan. Good to meet you, Randy. Dan. My pleasure, Dan. Uh, again, two seats up front. I'd prefer if the kid doesn't sit in the back, but I could have one to two of you back there. Unless you all three feel more comfortable back there, I, I totally understand. I'm not trying to split up any families. I'll have a kid and a wife right up front. I'm used to riding around right. sensitive equipment. All right. Awesome. Uh, do me a favor, Dan. Don't go poking back there, right? Uh, you mean like this? No, don't, hey, whoa, whoa. I'm kidding. There's a nuclear I'm, bomb I'm in there. <laughs> Good to know, sir. <laughs> Legally obligated to tell you as a special operator. <laughs> okay. You pile in the back of this van. Kid and wife go up front. It's a short drive, maybe only 10 minutes. And you're back there. There's no seats back here. It's completely sort of walled off from the front cab. And there is blankets sort of strongly duct taped in erratic fashion over whatever's between you and the walls on each side of you. And as you drive, you can hear like a cage rattling, like some equipment cage. Go over the first bump, leaving the motel, just... What do you do? You know, I gotta ask you, Randy. You seem like an interesting guy. You seem like you might be into an uh, interesting line of work. Can I ask what that might be? Now, I am gonna have to stop you here, Dan. Um, I love that question. Please ask it. However, in the back of this van, you are completely cut off from the cabin. Oh, I'm just talking you to myself. You can't see or hear them, and they can't <laughs> see or hear you. Hmm. Then I guess what I'm going to do is have my ear to that wall that's separating us. Okay. Make sure I can at least hear my wife or my kid talking. What's What's your alertness? Or is there... Yeah, I think alertness is probably the skill here. That'll be 50%. Okay. I think a 50% is just at that cusp where you can hear. And it's real pleasant small talk. He asks... Uh, he asks your wife... What was your wife's name again? Ella. Ella? Yes, sir. Okay. So... Uh, my name is uh, Randy. What's your name? She's... Uh, my name is Ella, and this is our son, Benny. It's nice to meet you. Your husband seems like quite a nice guy. Yeah. Yeah. She keeps it pretty <laughs> short, pretty brief with him. He says, uh, so where are you guys from? Uh, what brings you to Big Timber? So we're from Missouri, driving up, going to Washington State for work. Oh, what does your husband do for work? He's in the military. Oh, uh... That's very interesting. I was in the military as well. Uh, former vet, or uh, uh, I'm a vet actually. Vet of the, uh, I want to say Gulf War. That's not it. Vet of Desert Storm. Uh, and she's like, oh yeah, you you get along well with my husband. He's like, oh, yeah. Your boy's uh, he's quite blonde. <laughs> she says, yep, yep. He gets it from my great great grandfather. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, recessive genes and all that. I get it. <laughs> you hear the van thud as it's pulling into the gravel parking lot. Also, Dan's just in the back. Coyote. Dan's just in the back like, yeah, I got a good looking kid. Everybody comments on his looks. <laughs> I make him pretty. <laughs> the car comes to a stop. This is your last chance if you want to do anything in this van no pressure i am before i hop out just gonna take a quick 
really, really quick peek under the blanket. Give me an alertness roll to justify how much you're going to see. You're going to see some stuff because of your alertness is so high already, but I want to see really how. That'd be a 30. 30 under 50, okay. You take a quick peek, sort of mentally timing the sound of the car door opening to how long you think it takes for... Randy to get around to the back and let you out. And you lift back this sort of heavy blanket. The first thing you see are guns. Just off the top of the head, and you only got one side of the wall. Two Mossberg shotguns. A couple revolvers. And a lot of rounds. You I also see Molotov cocktails. Pre-made ready to go and you see sophisticated military grade radio equipment the door opens alright Dan we're here thanks for the ride Randy my pleasure uh, tell you what you buy me a cup of coffee on the inside we're right as rain in my book we may be right as rain but I still think you should come by and have a shower, maybe a drink later. I'll have beer. <laughs> That's all you had to say. <laughs> Shuts the doors behind him. He puts a cigarette in his mouth and he says, Catch some fresh air. I'll uh, see you guys on the inside, but don't worry. Not going to crash family breakfast. Light. Takes out a match. Strikes it. Lights it. Well, whenever you want to come inside, just know your coffee's paid for. Appreciate that, Dan. Take care of yourself. You too, Randy. Oh, by the way, do you serve? Yes, sir. Desert Storm. It's the only action there's been since I was in. Yep. Only official action since you've been in. Ain't that right? That is true, Randy. You're a sharp one, ain't you? You serve? Used to. Huh. In a way, still do. I'm on my way up to Fort Lewis. Do some uh, do some training. They wanted to promote me to sergeant, but... Damn, I just like spec ops too much. It's real fun till it ain't. So I've heard. Well, I guess I haven't. Got a good-looking kid in there, Dan. Make sure you're around for him. Oh, I will be. Of course, he's barely a kid anymore. 13, still hasn't gotten out of the house. Practically ready to serve. Just about. Flicks his cigarette. Gives you a nod. And we pan over to... Agent Oakley. Now, Agent Oakley, did you want to use a payphone while you're feeding? Yeah, I was going to say that. Um, what, uh... What did you order for breakfast? Probably order classic breakfast, toast, eggs, over easy, and like bacon and coffee. On the payphone, slide two quarters in. Burring, burring. Phone picks up. This is Lewis Oakley. Hey, sweetheart. How are you doing? I sorry I forgot to call you last night. Hey, babe, yeah, I was... I was worried. I, I was up watching Seinfeld all night. I ended up passing out on the couch. Everything, everything okay? Yeah, things just kind of got out of hand. Um, but it's fine now. It's no big deal. There's just some drama in this small town. Figures, you know? <laughs> Federal agent getting drawn into drama in uh, Big Timber, Montana, huh? I guess so. Not... I don't... I'm not trying to get involved. What if somebody's cows go missing in a mysterious blue light in the sky? Actually, you wouldn't believe it. A naked man showed up at the diner. But... Oh, should I be worried? <laughs> no, I mean... Maybe about him. He didn't seem 
fall there. It was pretty shocking. Well, <laughs> I'm sorry, Maya, but that's your job to carry about naked, crazy people. I guess you're right. I hope he's okay. I'm sure he is. It's, you know, local ruffians, without a doubt. Uh, I actually gotta go. I'm glad you caught me before I went to work, but uh, I just wanted to call and say uh, good luck with your seminar tonight. I uh, hope you hope you kill him. Not really, because <laughs> uh, you'd have to arrest yourself. <laughs> Thank you. Sorry, I forgot to call. I'll I'll call you tonight, okay? Okay, I look forward to it. Okay, I love you. Bye. Love you too. Goodbye. Choo-ching. Meanwhile, Ronnie and Doctor Greenwood, this family, the family of the Durgans, is you probably moderately intimately know as at this point ronnie walk in take and helen says oh welcome back uh i'm glad to see so many of you are coming back from last night please uh our biggest table there uh the round table in the corner uh that would be the best i think for you guys can i get you served with some some coffees yes please none for the kid this time <laughs> yes of course <laughs> terribly sorry about that yeah, somebody Good old be. customer service. Rotten will turn and kind of friendly nod to them, too. Or, I mean, Maya would probably have held a door for them coming back in. Oh, sure. And said hello. Or Maya kind of. I think, Maya, as you're holding that door, too, you look to your left and see Randy mid smoke of a cigarette gives you a wave hmm yeah she'll wave um actually I think Maya is also like obviously I wouldn't know that uh, Dan would have offered extended the offer for a coffee but I think I'll walk over to him after holding the door and um engage in conversation Agent Oakley good morning Randy uh <laughs> would you like to have coffee with me this morning oh i'd love to but uh i actually got somewhere to be no time for breakfast ashes a cigarette takes another drag says what about you it's on your plate for today another exciting adventure in big timber actually no i mean i just plan on passing through um one second i'm looking at my notes Um, I'm actually conducting a seminar in Bozeman, so I'll be out of here pretty soon. Um, what about you? I'm gonna stick around for a couple more days. Kind of like uh, the excitement. You're Bozeman, huh? You're not from here? No. No, I am actually from the south, from Texas myself. Oh. Um. How'd you find yourself here? Just the way the winds change, I guess. Bozeman, huh? Doing a seminar on how to arrest people and dot them on federal crimes? I don't do arresting, Randy. I am actually doing a seminar on behavioral science. Oh! Behavioral science. Oh, shit. Didn't know I was in so deep. What's your read on me there, Doc? Pulls a drag from his cigarette. Um, I don't know how to respond to that. Um, I've got to say, you're pretty good at containing whatever it is you know. My lot of work, you kind of have to be. I'll take that as a compliment. If And you have my pager number. Don't forget to use it if you think it could be of help. Right, yeah. Uh, thank you. I um, I do. I, I want to help if I can. I don't know what I'm even helping, I guess. I just... Something feels different here. 
Yeah. I got that sense too. I think you're pretty in tuned with the frequencies of this world. I mean, I think everyone likes to think so. But I guess I'll take Maybe. that as a compliment. I guess so. Tell you what, my after your seminar, you come back through here. You'll probably be here for a couple days, so don't be a stranger. I'm... And again, if you decide never to return to Big Timber, I won't hold that against you either. Well, I could say the, exactly the same thing to you. Maybe I'll see you. Maybe you will. And he flicks the butt of his cigarette and he says, So long, special agent. Walks to his van, opens the door, shuts it, and pulls out. I like how he always ends the conversation with, like, a period with his flick of a cigarette and then just, like... That's a, <laughs> it's his way of being like, I'm done with you. It's like the... the, the yeah, exactly. He's like, it's done. <laughs> I'm bored now. Bye. <laughs> I'm running out of mysterious things to say. (laughs) (laughs) As he drives his van over the gravel, he turns back towards you, towards the exit, and stops just a couple feet from you. And he says, oh, yeah, Agent Oakley, one more thing. Yeah? I haven't seen the sheriff today. I haven't seen the deputy. Maybe you should check on that. Sure. Pulls out. Takes a right. Goes further into the small downtown area of Deep Timber. Or of Big Timber. Deep Timber. Deep Timber. <laughs> deep Timber. <laughs> yeah, that's not the Delta Green that campaign I signed up for. <laughs> but it's the one, that's the you, one you wanted. Yeah. <laughs> Mile will be pondering this interaction and the interaction that happened beforehand. And just kind of watch him drive away before going inside. Okay. You go inside. Your breakfast is ready for you. Sitting there. Um, Helen says, Just in time, honey. Just put it down. Topped off your coffee. You're all good to go. Comes back over to you, Dan. All right. uh, What are we having for you and uh, you two and the little one? Uh, we're all having waffles. Cause that's all we ever have for breakfast. Waffles, waffles, and waffles. Got it. Also a coffee for that man in the van who just pulled out. Um, she looks up and looks out and she says, I'll put it on his tab. You'll put it on my tab, please. <laughs> I'll would... put it on your tab, but a credit on his tab. We have a very complex <laughs> tab system here. <laughs> I was like, why sorry, would do you... Do you work here? <laughs> it's like why would you put on his tab you're like you gotta pay for this not now <laughs> you know what she pours a cup of coffee and starts sprinting out the door I'll get it she's like come unreason- on back here now <laughs> she's unreasonably fast high stepping yeah. <laughs> Forrest Gump peeling through <laughs> she's got like the timber. thickest like calves you've ever seen that you never three before three trunk legs <laughs> yeah uh, hell and she damn Hulk. <laughs> Dr. Uh, Greenwood is here, right? Everybody's here. I'm going to excuse myself from the table for just a moment and walk over to Dr. Greenwood. I'm going to be drinking the mm. coffee and I see you walking over here and I'm going to tell Ryan, like, oh no. Oh no, someone's <laughs> coming. I'm going to drink <laughs> my coffee and just. <laughs> Cox's uh, <laughs> I'll turn and kind of put my body a little between the guy coming in the dock and be like, morning to you. How'd you sleep at that motel? Oh, aside from the bed bugs, I slept pretty good. Uh, it's a nasty bed of bed bugs in there, I bet. That's nah, usual. Say Doc Greenwood. I think, hold on. <laughs> think if it's the usual bed bugs. You're bringing bed bugs to everyone's <laughs> They're always there when I'm there. It's the usual bed bug amount for me. <laughs> Sorry. Uh. Say Doc, uh, that Randy guy, he, he looked real familiar. And it got me thinking, you, you kind of do too. Did you? Did you serve at some point? Uh, 
Yes, I did. Why do you ask? I just... I think I may have seen that guy about ten, nine, eight years ago. I think I may have seen you around the same time. Hmm. Where are you positioned out of? Where was I stationed out of? Yeah. Downtown Iraq. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was talking about fucking Pine Street. (laughs) Now, I, uh, my my regular base is Fort Wayne, but, uh, I do some maintenance in uh, in Fort Lewis every now and then. Hmm. Did, well, I, did I perchance drag that guy to your medical tent? It's possible. I mean, uh, I did time over in uh, Washington with those apple pickers. And uh, I was uh, out of Fort Lewis as well. Went to uh, University of Washington for my medical degree. But that was before, that was before Desert Storm. Yeah, so you were you were a medic in Desert Storm, right? I was part of the MASH unit, yeah. I was one of the lead providers. We didn't have a whole lot of injured, but I bet I dragged half them son bitches over Very to your well tents. could have been. You special forces? Yes, sir. Part of the ground troops. Then it was probably you. We probably fought over there. Could have been. All right. Well, it's good to see you again. Yeah, you as well. I'm glad to see that you and your family are doing well. I'm glad to see that you're doing... Oh, oh God. You look so tired, sir. Yes, I am. And I'm going to take a drink of coffee. And I'm going to go... <laughs> Might have fine of you to adopt another child. You've got plenty of them that are uh, needing <laughs> help in the uh, United States. That's right. I have no idea what you're talking about. But it's good to see your, you. Your son. Or is that your son? Yes, sir. That's oh, that's... my apologies. I'm so sorry. <laughs> the blonde hair threw me. Oh, what my my blonde hair? No, his blonde hair. And maybe they bleached it. I'm sorry, he... your blonde hair. I'm so tired. I'm well. I'm so tired. <laughs> it is my apologies. I have made a complete ass of myself. How long are you staying in Big Timber for? Well. That depends on parts deliveries for my truck. Mm. Yeah, it's over at uh, Old Jim's, so probably be uh, a while. Yeah. <laughs> you and you and Ronnie have met, right? Yeah. Oh, uh, yes, sir. Gave him a ride last night, towed his truck. That's about to find you. One of the best people in this town right here. You remember that. <laughs> He's oh, the only one that would say that. <laughs> oh, be quiet. <laughs> Anyway, you need anything. Door's always open. I'll stand up and I'll extend my hand to shake it. Well, same to you, brother. Shake Semper your hand. <laughs> yeah, you special ops boys and your Semper Fi. And I'm going to sit down. All Semper Fi has brought me is a whole bunch of patience. You know that, right? <laughs> oh, yes, sir. That's called job security. It is called job security, <laughs> so I thank you for it. <laughs> Absolutely. As he walks back to his table, I'm going to lean over and I'm to Ronnie. I'm going to go. It pisses me off so much that they just get shot and don't care. <laughs> and I'm going to start laughing. <laughs> uh, it's the way they're raised, I guess. Ah, uh, they're good. They're good kids. I appreciate the service that they give us. Yes. Um, I have a question, though. Um, Randy, Dan, and Freddy all served at the same time, or just served in general? They all seem to be about the same age and served at the same time. Uh, all veterans of the, uh, Gulf War. Desert Desert Storm. Desert Storm was, it was a Gulf War. Uh, it was, I think, like, an 82-hour campaign or something like that. Yeah. It was all the time that troops were actually on the ground. It was like a, a sort of really intense days of fighting. Other than that, it was like it was like eighty-two hours of like f- not full-scale war, yeah. but of quote-unquote war. But then it was it actually Desert Storm quote-unquote operations or Gulf War operations rather continued through like the 
late 90s. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. That would be more probably shit that you were doing, Benny, or uh, Dan. <laughs> and I and I uh, I was serving in different detachments beforehand, so my my actual combat service started in the early nineties. Okay. Cool. Anyway, Ronnie is doing her usual like just not talking much while she's eating and shoveling her food in her mouth. And as we finish <laughs> up, I'm going to do the well, Ronnie. <laughs> I think. Uh, I think uh, we better get on over to that house, otherwise I'm going to lose my damn mind. Right on it. Let's go. You betcha. Let's saddle up. I'm going <laughs> to go ahead and stand up, and I'm going to put my Stetson on. I'm going to actually put it on properly now that I'm a little more awake. I got coffee, so I'm going to try and adjust my, like, sweat, sweaty, like, nasty day-old shirt and just kind of hmm. brush myself up a little bit, and I'm going to leave a nice tip for Helen. Because she lost a lot of wages last night, so. Ronnie, yet. Yeah. As you're getting up, we'll stick our hands in her glass of water and just kind of flick it at you. There's your morning shower. Oh, <laughs> uh, thanks. Oh, <laughs> and I'll just rub my face. And I needed it. Oh, man. Sorry for my appearance today. It is unbecoming of a doctor. Ugh, <laughs> whatever. Let's get out of here. <laughs> Anybody lose a mind? One just ran by over here. What? <laughs> Where to go? Uh, call somebody's mind. I don't, I don't know. It looks like it. Give it back. <laughs> uh, Dan, Maya, what are you two doing? Um, Maya's just going to finish up breakfast. Probably, honestly, keeping a big, like, eavesdropping, like, crazy. And just anything that anyone's saying just to, like, just because she's just so curious of, like, <laughs> she's, like, leaning over. Um just because she's so curious about these people knowing it of like she had met them and just kind of like listening for anything that would give her any reason to get involved because she's still like really trying not to but she's like just wants to know more it's just something about this is drawing her in and then she'll wrap up uh her like especially when um freddie and uh, ronnie are leaving she'll wrap up her meal and and start getting focused on leaving to go to her seminar. Okay. Time now is about 11 a.m. Breakfast is over. Another day in Big Timber. Some of you live here. Some of you are stuck. Some of you plan to leave real soon. And we'll find out how that plays out next time. On frequency next time on dragon ball z <laughs> we're gonna charge up for four episodes yeah i'm going ame, super ame. wait for it <laughs> we'll see you in four episodes with the ah uh. thank you for listening to the reroll podcast the world of rel and all characters within are copyright and fictitious any similarities to persons living or dead or actual events are purely coincidental Want to follow us on social media, listen to another episode, or send us hate mail? Check out our link tree for all of our info. You can find that link in the episode description. Big thanks to Tabletop Audio for producing quality RPG music and ambiance that we could use in our games. The reroll main theme and all character themes are copyright, as well as the Chronicles of Rel main theme. Please consider donating to our Patreon if you liked our content. We are hell-bent on making more, and with your support, we can make a lot more. New episodes every Monday at 12 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. See you then.